do this. And I have seen my life go from being a, a 13-year-old that was raped to being a divorcee and being a what you <laughs> we were teasing each other yesterday. You know, when you run around and stuff, what is a name for that? You don't have to say it in church, but <laughs> seeing God transform my life into who I am today. And it's for every single one of you. There isn't one thing you've done in life that the word of God will not transform, will not change that imprint, will not take that out and clean it. God has placed unlimited potential in each and every single one of us, beyond our wildest dreams, beyond what you could ever imagine that he could do. But you have a part to play. You can live the mundane life, Christian life, say, quote, of day in and day out struggles, or you can begin to apply the word of God in a way like you never have before. And what you have to do is you have to believe it. It might not be there yet. You might think, well, I don't quite measure up to that. I didn't think I would ever be a pastor. In the church world, and a, a divorced woman, you know, especially a woman, no, you can't. But God said I can, and I am, and I will continue to do what he's told me to do. But you have a part to play. It doesn't just fall on you. It doesn't just come to you. You don't just walk out the door on Sunday, Sunday morning and then bam, you're who God says you can be. This is a lifelong journey of taking and laying hold for yourself of who God says you are. Before the amazing gift of Jesus Christ, God had to speak through the prophets and he would speak to individuals on occasion. But think about it now. Each and one, every one of us who claim to be a born-again believer, the Bible says that the very Godhead has come and taken up residency within us, within our spirit. Colossians says, uh, in 2, 9, and 10, it says, for in him the whole fullness of the deity, the Godhead, continues to dwell in bodily form, giving complete expression of the divine nature. And you are in him, made full and having come to the fullness of life in Christ. You too are filled with the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Can you say that with me? I am in Christ. And the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit lives big in me. You know, we have to get a revelation of this, that the complete expression of the nature and character of God lives on the inside of us. Again, in our study that we're doing with the ladies' Bible uh, study, we're uh, doing one of Andrew Womack's, and it's about... You've already got it, so quit trying to get it. His nature, his fullness, who he is, is inside of us, and it wants out. <laughs> and we're the expression of how it gets out. We have to realize that we don't have to look out here for everything. If we tap into what's in here and allow it 
to come through us, we'll find ourselves doing things that we never thought that we would do. You know, experts in the field of computer technology, they can take a corrupt computer or a hard drive and they can uh, restore it. Sometimes they have to clean it completely, wipe it clean. What about the one who gave them the knowledge of how to do that? Do you think he can't take the hard drive of your life, your failures, your, the things that you, you know, that beat you down and say, I wiped that totally clean, totally clean, refreshed, hit refresh on your computer. Lots of times I have to do that because I'm like, where did it go? You know, he wants to hit the refresh, the renew the new creature in you, who you are in Christ. But you have to recognize he's in me, and he's a big, big God, and he wants to be, do good things in your life. Wishing things will change is not going to do it. You can hear this today, and, and you can go out of here and say, well, I wish that things were different. You don't know how hard my life is. You don't know what has happened. Wishing won't cut it doing will. You have to make yourself do this. You have to turn the TV off. You have to set aside time. You have to make room. I had uh, heard this one time that Jesus sits in that storage room behind all the boxes at a table, and he's waiting for you. But you have to make the room. You have to clear out the junk in your life. You have to make the time. Even if you start with 10 minutes in the morning or if your night times are better, whatever it is, begin to make room. And you'll begin to find that this transformation that we're talking about, this renewal, this changing the hard drive will begin to happen. And I know it doesn't happen overnight. Sometimes it's through tears and heartache, but it'll happen. And one of the most important things I ever have done in my life is begin to see myself the way that God sees me. He knew the mistakes I'd make. He knew the choices I'd make. He knows what I'm going to do tomorrow before I even know I'm going to do it. I tell off on myself. I was looking for the health department, part of what I have to do. I put it in my phone. I've driven past it. I don't know how many times. And on one day, I think I went up and down from Mendenhall, round and round and round and round and round. I finally called my husband because it was telling me it was somewhere, and it wasn't there when I would get to that place. I called him. I don't think he's heard me like this in a long time. I'm like, I am so mad and frustrated. I can't find it. And, you know, anyway, so we're not perfect. We don't do things right all the time. And that's the truth. Be quick to repent, okay? (laughs) If you get over in that vein or whatever it is, be quick to repent. But it is. It's one of the greatest things that I've ever done in my life is to speak what God says about me and do it repeatedly. Some days I don't feel like what it says, but my feelings don't have a say. They don't have a say at all. And you have to tell them that. Oh, no, you don't. Sometimes, and we've heard this before, they're like a brat child 
They always want their way. They want to throw a little hissy fit. But if you begin to know who you are in Christ, the real you stands up and says, no, you don't. Not anymore. You're not driving me. You're not running my life. I am. And so you put the word in your heart. If you come in my office, you'll see in front of me scriptures that are laid out. And I endeavor, I don't do it every day, but I endeavor on a consistent basis to speak the word of God over myself and over the dreams he's put in my heart. And each one of you have dreams in your heart that you probably don't even know that are there. Not until you see who you are do you begin to tap into those things and the spirit of God connects with your spirit and who the true you is and then all of a sudden you find these things floating up out of your heart. And he tells you, you can do it. Hallelujah. But what are you declaring over yourself? Are you declaring negative things? Are you speaking negative things? You know, one of the things I've been doing for about two years now, and I've told you a little bit about it, is I keep a grateful journal. Being grateful is a huge thing to change how we speak. Because you can't, the Bible says you can't have salt water and fresh water come out of the same well. Well, you can't be complaining and grumbling and speaking negative things full of doubt and then turn around and praise God. And this is just a simple little way that I have found helps me. And I'll go back over the few days prior to. So this morning I just put in here, I am so grateful for, I'm so grateful to be alive. A lot of times there are repetitive things that I am grateful for. I'm grateful that I was born for such a time as this. I was telling my brother today, I always wanted to be born in the pioneer days. I like that spirit. But God said, for such a time as, th- as this, I get to be a pioneer of faith and preach faith. Hallelujah. I'm grateful that you, Lord, have entrusted we, me with a minister, ministry of ministering the word. Hallelujah. I'm grateful that you lead me in what I say that will bring life and light to others. I am so grateful that I am forever changed because of your word. I'm grateful that my future is bright because of you, Jesus. I'm grateful I get to celebrate life today. 62 years is better than not. (laughs) Hallelujah. I'm grateful you are my rock and my firm foundation. I am grateful that in you, I cannot and will not fail. You don't have to write. I write 10. You don't have to write 10. You could write one. But every day, think of something that you're grateful for. You know why? I'll tell you why. Your brain believes what you tell it. And your brain will move in the direction of the words that you speak to make it come to pass. That's its job. If you say, I'm always sick, I'm always tired, I'm always broke, my relationships are broken, yada, 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 your brain only knows to go in that direction. And so it's like a cycle. You say the wrong thing, you have the wrong thing, and then you say the thing that is wrong more, and it goes round and round. 
So the whole message here is about breaking that and renewing our minds with the word of God, changing that hard drive that you've heard for so long to believe that my God is my source. I got in the shower last night, and I just began to say to the Lord, I am so thankful, Lord, that I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not below. That you are my source. You're my healer. You're my provider. You are my God, and you believe in me, and you have a plan for my future. It has a good end, a good expected end. He's my deliverer. He's my redeemer. He's my restorer. He's my soon-and-coming king. How much better is that for your life than all the negative things the enemy wants to put into you? We've got to renew our mind with the word. This is kind of a fun little thing, but I want you to understand and see how the influence of words, either for good or bad, affect your life. I want you to finish these. Um, you know, the advertising and uh, people who put forth commercials, they have a slogan or a jingle, don't they, that it gets ingrained in you from the time you can hear things. You can remember these jingles, and you'll know when you hear. All right, I want you to finish these. Be all you can be. Who's army, right? The breakfast of champions, Eat Mo Chicken, Chick-fil-A, Good to the Last Drop, Maxwell House, (laughs) (laughs) Give Me a Break, Give Me a Break, Give Me a Piece of, (laughs) Just Do It, Mm -hmm. see how those things are ingrained in you. You can hear a little jingle. What was that program that used to be on about you'd hear a little jingle of a song? Name that tune. Things are programmed into us from the time we are little. But if it's not the right program, you need to change it. You are the one in control because the greater one lives on the inside of you, and you have to take what he has given to you to be successful, to walk free, addictions, habits, things that have just bowled you over and held you down can be changed by simply taking God at his word and doing what he says to do. But again, that's up to us. What you have heard and learned repeatedly is what is grained and stuck on the inside of your subconscious. Yes, we're born with unlimited power to do things that God has put and instilled on the inside of us. I've taught before about the blueprint that God has put on the inside of you. But people live and die all the time and never reach their potential in Christ because they don't believe that they can do and be who he says they can do and be. So three years ago, I started really honing in on this and applying this in my life. Started believing God for more. And this is the evidence of it right out here, this coffee bar. And if anything, it should be a testimony of what God will do. Like I said, I'm no different than you. 
I just went after it. And he has put things on the inside of you way beyond you. This is so far beyond me. But it's not about me. It's about him. He just needed somebody to say, okay, yeah, this is your plan. I'll run with it. And you haven't been there when I've been full of doubt, overcome with trepidation and I can't do this. No, Lord, I don't want to do this. What am I doing, Lord? I don't want to do this. But yet, when I press into him and he says, this is more than a coffee shop. It's more than just a place for people to come get a cup of coffee. It's about souls. Then I said, yes, Lord, because I don't have to do it in me. I don't have to figure it out in me. Every single step of the way that was like a giant in front of me, the Lord just did it. When I trusted him and I put my mouth to work in the right direction, I didn't allow myself to say the things that were going on on the inside. I began to speak what I believed the Lord would do. And there was not one thing, I can tell you, not one obstacle that was not overcome. And he'll do the same for you. Proverbs 18.21, I'll start it. And this is one of those verses. If you've been in church for a while, you'll be able to finish it. Death and life. And they who indulge in it shall eat the fruit of it, either death or life. How many of you truly believe it? Do we truly believe this? If we did, then we wouldn't allow our tongue to kill our dreams. We'd allow it to bring life. We wouldn't allow our tongue to destroy relationships. We'd bring life to them. We wouldn't allow our tongue to speak wrong things about our finances, we would speak life over them. What about our health and well-being? We would speak the word of God over it. The Passion Bible uh, or of this translation is pretty powerful. It says, your words are so powerful, they will either kill or give life. And the talkative person will reap the consequences. It's pretty powerful words there. They'll kill or give life. Think about it. (laughs) Ask the Holy Ghost to put a hand over your mouth before you say things that will kill your dreams, that will kill things that you're believing God for because you cannot have it both ways. You have to stick with what the word says, the life-giving word that's able to transform you, that's an anchor to your soul. That'll bring peace to your heart and your mind. You have to keep the word before you. Constantly speaking negative things out of your mouth is only giving uh, approval to those wrong things in your heart. You're saying, I agree with that. Yep, I agree with that. Yep, that's bad. I agree with that. Start saying, nope, I don't agree with that. I don't care what my body is saying. I don't agree with that. I agree with God's word. Checkbook, shut up. I'm talking to you. You be full and increased in Jesus' name because he said he died to give us the blessing, not the curse. Blessed is everyone who hangs on the tree that 
let's say that, cursed is everyone that hangs upon the tree so that the blessings of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. Abraham was very wealthy. But you have to take it and believe it for yourself. Psalm 42.5 says, So then, my soul, why would you be depressed? Why would you sink into despair? Just keep holding and waiting on God, your Savior. For no matter what, I will sing his praise. For living before his face is my saving grace. You know, this psalm came from King David. He wrote it, and he wasn't even born again. But he repeatedly encouraged himself in the Lord. How much more can a born-again child of God do? We should be the most happy, joyful people. Yes, adversity is there. We know that, the word says. But he has already overcome for us, and we're in him. I just want to say something here because we experience this in dealing with counseling and others. You know, you're going to feel upset. You're going to be hurt. You're going to be broken. There's going to be trauma in your life. And that's okay to talk to somebody about it. But don't stop there. Don't camp there. Don't pitch a tent there. Say, okay, pray with me, agree with me, and then get up and begin to take the word and put it in your mouth and say, my God is going to deliver me from this thing. My God is working in this situation. He's going to turn it around, and I'm just going to hold on for everything that is in me. Hang on to your God because he is bigger than anything that the enemy could throw at you. David wept bitterly when he came back to Ziglag and found that it was burning and his family and the families of his men were uh, captive, taken captive. And then he had to not only deal with that trauma, but the trauma of his men wanting to kill him. We haven't faced that. I mean, (laughs) we don't think so. We've had some threats, though. (laughs) Um, But what did he do? Again, a man who did not have the spirit of God dwelling in him, he encouraged himself in the Lord. He spoke the things that he believed. I know my God delivered me from the lion and the bear. I faced a giant when I was only 17 years old, and God delivered him into my hands. I cut his head off and sent the Philistine army running. You have the nature, the Godhead living in you. There should be no circumstance that takes you out. Not until he says it's your time. And you have a big part to play in that because he says life and death are in the power of your tongue. And with long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. John 14, 27 says, Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed. Do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. The Knox translation, translation says do not let your hearts be distressed who is going to do the stopping god he's already done it you have to stop the enemy you have to say no you have to rein in your emotions you have to say no we're not going down this pathway yeah you might be upset but we're going to put our trust in god we're going to believe that he will turn this around 
It's time to renew the inner hard drive within your life. If you're just going along on that proverbial guinea pig wheel, round and round, you find yourself going around the mountain over and over again, it's time to put the word of God to work for you, to believe what he says about you, to say and declare it out of your own mouth. And you'll see him do great and mighty things. I want to close with this. Um, Ephesians 3.20 says, Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all of this. You have to know what the all of this is. You find it in his word. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all, for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. And this is a quote uh, taken from Brother Copeland, a word from the Lord to him. He said, I have plans that you have never dreamed of, saith the Lord. They are beyond your wildest imagination. I did it just for you. Heaven is overloaded with things that I have prepared for you to enjoy. If you will simply come to that place where you can just say, God, I am so grateful, and give him the opportunity to work. He has so many things that he has prepared for each and every one of us, and your life is not without value. Your life is precious in the sight of God, and he wants you to step in and fulfill everything that he has ordained for your lives. But, friends, we have a big part to play in this. And it's changing what we think and what we say to line up with what he says and what he thinks about us. Hallelujah. Let's just pray. Father, we just thank you and praise you for who you are and who you've made us to be. We're so grateful that you've taken up residency on the inside of us, Lord, and that we can achieve such great things in you. The sky's the limit. We can go after you and your plans, and you will reveal more and more of those things in our heart and to us. And, Lord, help us to realize it isn't about us. It's about...